1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hello. Hello. And happy home opener day here. Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd, your home for Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy when needed. Um, Should be a nice one today. 50, what, 51 degrees? this afternoon sun shining good afternoon for a two hour and 27 minute baseball game
1: i'm excited i'm excited baseball is here and it's quick now and i love it again yeah uh we will on a
0: second batch of feedback friday we will talk some twins and a lot lot of questions about the Bally sports north situation too we can get get into some of that this week but let's start boys with some viking stuff here from our audience you can always hit us up throughout the week through the Scornorth app. That's the best way to get a hold of us. There's a feedback tab on it. You can send us your your theories, your questions about whatever you want, Minnesota sports, life, whatever, whatever you want to hit us up with. Uh, that's also where you can request to get on. Write that down every single week, too. So Justin R. says, Thank you for shining a light on the Daniil Hunter situation earlier this week on Purple Daily. What do you guys think the percentage chance is that Hunter is traded after June 1st? I put it at 75% and recklessly speculate he's going to the Houston Texans. Houston has a plethora of picks due to the Deshaun Watson trade, plays a 4-3 defense, and needs defensive end upgrades. Also, Hunter lives in Houston in the offseason. Please recklessly speculate. What is the percent Uh, chance you think they trade
1: him? Well, not knowing how things are going, um, I can't put it as high as – 75% Seventy-five percent, because I don't even know if there's dissension r- right now, or if the contract is being addressed, or is going to be addressed. So, not knowing any of that, I would put a trade of Daniil at probably fifteen percent, twenty percent. I just I don't know. Like, there's so much we don't know here. Um, again, I think that the team's choice, if all if all things work out. Alvin cook is gone. Zadarius Smith is traded. Daniil stays. Um, And, you know, you know, Phil, to go back to what we've talked about previously too, we don't know if Daniil at at his age, which is still a productive age, but he's certainly not a young player. Now we don't know if this team sees him as being part of the track of where things are going as well. So I'll say 15 to 20% uh, possibility. I like the speculation though. Houston, Uh, The Texans would would be an intriguing trade partner, and Daniil would love you because Texas has no state income tax.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: Uh, I'm at about 25%. I'm a little higher than Judley there. Um, I just think things are just kind of weird, as we explained also on Purple Daily on Friday, that it just, I think there's an impasse here where they've just kicked the can down the road long enough with negotiations, and they've been at this awkward spot with him In this uh, exact vein for like the last few years, he's the one piece that you might be able to actually get significant draft capital for. This is not a Zedaria Smith, Dalvin Cook, where you're just going to probably get a day three pick. You could get day two, maybe maybe even day one picks if it's conditional and whatnot. Uh, So I'll say 25% that Neil Hunter is traded this season.
0: Yeah, I think I'm closer to Declan on this one. Um. Also, I'm 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 curious here. Let's let's look up the Houston Texans draft picks. All right. What do we got here? So they have eleven picks in this draft, but this trade, maybe this trade wouldn't consummate until right. after the draft. But they for this year anyways, in a few weeks, they have two first round they have the second, twelfth, the thirty third, the sixty fifth, and the seventy third. So they have five picks in the first seventy three, plus a fourth, a fifth, and four sixth round picks. Uh what about 2024? So I'm I'm like 20 to 20, 20 to 25%? Like I think there's a good chance. I just there's they have to get through a mountain of contract negotiations. He's going to want money that he's been begging for for basically since he signed kind of an undervalued contract. He's never really been paid like a top edge rusher. And uh he only maybe has a couple years left to make that happen. So next year The Texans have two first round picks, a second, a third, two fourths, a fifth. A team like that is going to be much more willing to play ball. I don't know that like, if you're the Texans and you're going into kind of a rebuild here, which they've been in, do you want a 29-year-old edge rusher or would you rather just draft one? So I don't know if the Texans make sense, but as far as like a general trade, I'm going to put it at like I'm with Declan, like 20, 25%. We'll see. Uh, Blaine K chimes in here and says, I haven't heard you guys talk much about DTR, the UCLA quarterback. Could he be somewhat of a bargain version of Lamar Jackson if we can get him in the third or fourth round? Needs some work on passing, but he's definitely dynamic with his legs. He could sit behind Cousins and be coached up on quarterback fundamentals from KOC and then take the reins as a true dual threat quarterback in 2024.
1: So, the, this is very intriguing because. It's the least sexy of the scenarios that we've discussed, but you know, I think there's a very good chance that Quasi trades back from 23 in the first round. I think that there's a very good chance that Quasi at the end of the day accumulates some draft capital. Um, DTR is in the bin of project guys that O'Connell might want to take the best one possible, right? Like a fourth round guy or something like that, or fifth round and develop him. And, and take the type of shot that the Vikings' previous administration did take a couple of times, but they weren't successful because I don't think that they had a quarterback guru in the building, so to speak. So I think that there is a real possibility, and it's not going to be nearly as much fun as like trading up in in the first round or taking a quarterback in the first round, but I think there's a real possibility that they do this, that they take a quarterback in the mid-rounds, that they have traded back. So it it might be that they take that player with a pick that they acquired in that first round trade yeah. and that they go in this direction. Now the question is this, and th- this is, is probably best, and, you know, answered by a guy like Thor, who knows a lot more about the draft than we do. But the question then is who's the best of that lot. I am
0: not interested in that lot. I got to be honest. I, I just think if, if your plan for a Kirk Cousins successor is, take a flyer on DTR in the third round or the fourth round, then you aren't really serious about finding a young franchise quarterback. And I bring facts to back this up. Over the last 20 years, second round or later quarterbacks, so second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, second round or later, there's been 182 drafted second round or later. 14 have panned out as multi-year starters who are above average. 14 out of 182. Yep. That's, I mean, what's the math on that? Like 7% or something? Uh, yeah. And, uh, and the list includes Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, and some of these are like, okay, like, you'd take a Russell Wilson for sure. Uh, Derek Carr, Colin Kaepernick, Andy Dalton, Matt Schaub, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jalen Hurts, looks like a gem, Kirk Cousins, Tony Romo was actually undrafted. Dak Prescott, Tyrod Taylor, Matt Castle, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and David Garrard. That's it. Last 20 years. You can So it's great in theory, like, oh, we'll just draft Kellen Mond, and he can sit behind Kirk for a year, and you can mold him and then cut him because he sucks. <laughs> and then DTR can just kind of come in and, like, get the lay of the land and learn from Kirk and then hold a clipboard for five years. Like, that's what's going to happen if you don't draft a quarterback in the first round.
1: I don't disagree with you, but, I mean, I could see the Vikings doing exactly that.
0: Mm. And that's fine if you're looking for a backup quarterback.
1: Yeah. And, and or you if, know or if you're looking is? for
0: a complete crapshoot.
1: Well, and, and the problem is this. The odds that you just went through are stronger that you, that you are going to find the next Kevin O'Connell as a quarterback. Because Kevin, be Kevin O'Connell is guy is, could be a great coach. Kevin O'Connell is. guy could be a great coach. He could be your head coach in five years. Uh,
0: He's one of your 182 on that list uh, yes. that did not pan out.
1: Yeah, I still want to know how they screwed up that scouting report for, for the Pats. I've watched O'Connell throw. There ain't a whole lot there. Oh, wow. Oh, I told you this in training yeah, camp last did. year. I, I watched him. He's not. It's, Wait, you I,
0: watched I, him throw last year in training
1: camp? He's like 37 yeah. now. Yeah, I remember, though. He was, he was no, but I watched the fundamentals. Passes. Yeah, yeah. I no. He likes to sling passes. He, does. he can throw, but I'm telling yeah. you, no. I, but you're, I, but you're,
0: but you're judging. You're judging a 37 year old now. F- f- know, 15 years ago at, is when you were I was looking him. at things
1: like form I was looking at things like <laughs> form I was watching it very closely I was not impressed I'm just saying I was not impressed Bill Belichick oh, You man. know what as a 7th round pick yes as a 6th round pick yes as a 3rd round pick by the New England Patriots now
0: Jed could have told you man one look at those mechanics as a 37 a year old mechanics just doesn't have a
1: great mechanic Maybe he so that, has maybe all... he
0: has labor issues from you know throwing the ball around with his kids or something I oh. Uh let's see here Stanford Vold chimes in the Vikings draft this year is extremely titillating to me because I believe quasi is – that's a great word. Titillating? That is a, titillating. I, think the first
1: time, I think that's the first time that word has been used on Score North, and I love yes. it.
0: So it's extremely titillating to Stanford here because I believe quasi truly is allowed to modify the roster for a three-year future starting this year compared to last year, which was meant to be more of a stabilization, catch-your-breath season – I think this year, even more so than next year, the Vikings are poised to strike and make the biggest splash in the draft in order to move up for a quarterback. If I were the GM, he writes, I would do what it takes to move up to the third pick, and while I'd take any of the top three quarterbacks available, Anthony Richardson would be my ultimate target. The real question is, what would it take to get there? The Cardinals feel like they're in at least a soft rebuild, so accumulation of picks and talent, are in dire need. Personally, I would offer to move up to number three. Would you do this? First round pick. So you do a pick swap this year, plus your 2024 and 2025 first round picks. And maybe that's not enough. You might have to throw some other things. Would you guys consider trading, let's say at least two future first round picks and probably more to go get, say, Anthony Richardson with the number three?
1: Dex?
2: What say you? I oh my god, that's I'm out on this. I'm I'm out. I'm out on that. I I can't give up the first the two first round picks for for one of these guys. I'm just not necessarily in love with a lot of these quarterbacks like Richardson and Levis. So and I'm not not opposed if there's an area where it makes sense to go up and get them. You know, in the late teens area, the Vikings want to jump up five or six slots and they work out a different type, style of trade. Okay, I can I can play ball there, but I, I don't think it'd be wise for the Vikings at this point to. Go go all the way up to number three or top five, basically, to get one of those guys.
1: I'd probably agree with that. By the way, while I love the, the use of the word titillating, it shouldn't have been used. Oh wow! I looked it up. What is what's well, the? Definition? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I wanted to see because I thought it sounded right. Like it sounded. What's great. the What's
0: the root word there? Is it titillate?
2: Um, there are some good drops potentially about to be made right here. Okay.
1: Here it is. Here's the meaning of the word. Titillating. Arousing mild sexual excitement or interest. Salacious. For instance, she lets slip titillating details about her clients. Okay. All right. So salacious. Yeah. Arousing mild sexual excitement or interest. Well, depending
0: on how you feel about this quarterback class. I mean... Well, exactly. yes, I mean,
1: you could, I'm just, I'm just saying it sounded, it sounded like such a good word that I was, I thought it might apply very well. And I guess, yeah, like you said, if it's mildly <laughs> sexual, exciting to you, then yes, you're correct.
0: You know what uh, gets me feeling all titillating and Dex, I should mention though, we weren't able to get to a second episode of flagrant halls this week. And so I want to shout out our friends here at MyDullKnives.com. Oh yeah. Have you ever wrapped your hand around a freshly sharpened knife <laughs> and carved up a carrot in the kitchen. I have discovered MyDollKnives.com, where the folks at Vivrant will send you a safe and professional mail kit. You can send your doll knives on a spring break for a couple of days. Vivrant mails them back to you all within just a few days, freshly sharpened and ready to rock. What's funny, I actually went in to, uh, there's a Vivrant shop in YZ, and I went in. And my guy Joseph taught me, like, three different grips you can use on your big, like, your big knives that I'm kind of afraid to use some of these. I don't know what I'm doing. He just, like, spent 20 minutes teaching me how to grip it differently, how you can rapid-fire chop an onion like you see on TV. You can take these classes at Vivrant and get your personal knives sharpened. It's incredible. Mydullknives.com, MyDollKnives.com. And a shout-out to our friends at Nutrisource as well. Maya Mackey, super excited. So she she had to go on like a little, like a bland kind of. Uh, I don't know. We had to feed her a different food for a couple days because she got into something. She's she's just like she's kind of a ninja. got that. that. But now she's back on her regular Nutrisource chicken and rice food, and she is so excited. It's her favorite time of the day, two or three times a day, or however often she begs us, basically, because uh, we're pushovers. Look at this YouTube video. She's just slobbering all over because of Nutrisource.
1: Mm. She's very happy. And so is so are those two pups, especially my Stella. You know, she had me up, I think it was 7.30 this morning, and uh, she basically started, got out of bed, started barking. And and while she can't talk, I swear what I heard was this, Nutrisource, Nutrisource, it's Nutrisource time. So I got up. I said, "All right, Stella." Went downstairs and poured her a bowl. And I'm going to tell you right now, she was one happy puppy, like that puppy,
2: like little Vinny boy who loves his treats too. Yep, he he does. A, he's put uh, he's on the Stella plan where he just he goes outside. Sometimes there's a potty, sometimes there's not, and then he just he just sits by the treat counter, knowing, "Hey, hey, hey, yep, behind those, hey guy,
0: hey, hey, guy. Yeah, hey fella, yeah, hey. it's time, mom, it's time, mom and dad, fella. get your act together." Fella's good. Hey, we should mix in fella. fella. Fella's a really good word. It's really yeah, condescending. Hey, 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 guy is condescending. Right, fella. Hey, fella's like, I want to fight. Okay, buddy. You
2: know, that's the, it, it, it depends on the how you pronounce the buddy to your know, buddy. Yeah, no.
0: That's also a good one. Okay, chief. Yeah. By the way, that's NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com <laughs> Nutri-Source <Pet laughs> <Foods. laughs> Nutri-Source. to find no. a Nutrisource retailer near you here. All right, Gabe Lucas says, I got to call you guys out on this one. I want to preface this by saying I am a huge fan of the show, been listening more or less daily since the radio days, but Hendon Hooker is not it. And I feel like it's a slight media malpractice to strongly support the Vikings drafting him in the first round without actually seeing a snap of Hooker's tape. My only gripe with the show is sort of the box score scouting. Still a great show, much love, but watch Luke Braun or someone else's breakdown. Uh, He's not a good prospect. Couple things here. I don't think well. Okay, a couple things. Thor is incredible at doing this. This is what Thor does for a living. He breaks down film, he rates prospects, he writes about uh football from a tape grinder's perspective. And right. he has said the same things. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think any of us are like all aboard the Hendon Hooker first round train. Yeah, I'm nope. I think I think we're it. entertaining a premise that Daniel Jeremiah and Bruce Feldman and Todd McShay, right? We're, yes. we're entertaining a premise that's being put out there. We're just, we're talking about what's being mocked. I don't think yes. if, if you said, all right, you three guys right now, gun to the head, career on the line, life on the I'm, line, Hendon Hooker thinking. in the first round, no, probably not.
1: <laughs> yep, no. Um, the unspoken mantra of this show and PD as well is this, where there is speculation, where there is reckless speculation, we will go um and so that's what we have to do like like we are we are the the equivalent of firefighters with speculation so like we don't get to call our shots about where it takes us we just go yeah it's our profession so like yeah Hendon Hooker is being thrown out there we're not supporting it but we can't ignore it I'm but I will say I'm not
0: adamantly against it because I've never been in a room with Hendon Hooker and I think so much of playing quarterback is about. Like, people are ragging him up because, well, the age thing, I get it. I get it. But people are ragging on him because, well, he didn't do these things systematically in college. Well, right, he wasn't wasn't being asked to do things. He was being asked to do very specific things in that offensive system. If Kevin O'Connell gets in a room with Hendon Hooker and says, I know you're a little old, but after talking with you and watching all your film, I, Kevin O'Connell, think there's a chance you could be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL if we just groom you for like a year or two. Yep. Okay. Or if you think he's an exceptional leader of 53 men in a locker room, which right. I don't know. I, again, like, how how would I know that if I've never been in a room with Hennon Hooker before?
1: But we're not supporting so, it. We just don't know. Yeah.
0: Uh, no one's, no one's banging on the drum for and Hooker here.
1: And Thor has absolutely ripped it, so.
0: Yes, he has basically said he will uh, move. he will abandon Minnesota if they draft him <laughs> I mean, in the first he's th- round. He's so. threatened to
1: move.
2: <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Uh, Michael Dawkins says Michael Dawkins represents about a hundred people who have asked the same question. Uh, Phil, I can't help it. I'm such a uh, a man for detail. I'm curious about your right eye this week. Not to impose, just that I noticed. Hope all is good. I, I explained this on like Monday, I think. I for the I used to, I used to get like mild styes sometimes. It's like a little just like irritation. Yep. And I just got a whopper last week. That it's almost gone now. Thankfully. I almost went to Urgent Care on Saturday. Such a wuss. It was like the side of my head was throbbing for like a day and a half on oh. Friday, Saturday last week. Yeah. Miserable. But uh, we're almost back here. Old Macadax had a stomach thing this month. Yeah, He's had a, Welcome you back. had a respiratory you moved back here and you just went to, thing.
1: You just went to crap.
0: Yeah. Traveling too. Like when I was in LA for that Barrett Sports Media Summit, I That'll feel like, like you're just in a room with people. Like yeah. everyone's like t- talking close and. Put her in the old vice, you know. Yeah.
1: COVID just yeah. being spread throughout the room. Yeah. Granted,
2: I think it was the copious amount of alcohol I had in Vegas, but I, I was a mess for like a week because I got a <laughs> cold afterwards. Like it was just yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. I awesome.
0: almost feel like you know, we had to wear masks for all that time, and it's so nice to just not have to wear a mask after, you know, a year and a half or whatever. Thinking about on airplanes and airports now, I might wear a mask again. Just not even for like COVID, just, I just don't want, Lance. if I can reduce other people's flu and cold germs getting to me in close quarters, Hundred percent. you know, you know, people, did you guys get sick during the two year pandemic? I didn't even get a, a cold for two years because everyone's like yep. staying away from each other and wearing masks and stuff. So bring crazy. back masks. Just quit, quit <laughs> sneezing at me.
1: Staying home. You still stay I'm, home, dude. I love it.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well you Just go to brunch you go to brunch and you go to games yep. and you go, go to, to Cub games. Foods.
1: Yeah. The yeah. I mean I go out, but I don't go out for, a lot. For smokes, liquor and, store uh, and and the newspaper. Yep. 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 Although although my, my speedway here quit carrying the newspapers, so now oh. I got gotta go to a holiday that's farther away. It's a pain wow. in the ass. So,
0: so gas stations are getting rid of newspapers, cars are getting rid of AM radio. What's Judd yep. gonna do? How's Doug going to consume media?
1: I'm going to <laughs> live in the past. I'm just going to live in the past. I'm just going to do what I do. I get uh, some old sports pages. That, read, read some old Sid columns, Phil. That's what I'll do.
0: Marty Lincoln says, with the draft less than a month away, what moves will the Vikings make to clear cap room for their draft class? Over the cap has the Vikings with the least amount of cap space. They have to clear probably like $6 million for their rookie class. Um, They have maybe a million and a half or two available. So Judd, I don't think they need that space for the draft, right? Like they just need it for when those guys sign. So you don't, you could, you right. could wait yeah. to sign your first round pick until training camp. Yep. Yes. So they have all summer to clear. They could do a Brian O'Neill restructure, well, a TJ Hawkinson. And Cook's Cook probably
1: gone. Cook's probably gone. So he yep. comes off then too. So Zedarius. Yeah, it's, it's not hard.
0: Yeah. They don't, you don't need to be compliant. You're not like, your first round pick doesn't walk up, hug Roger Goodell, and then sign a contract. And and, and,
1: and then just get a huge boatload of just a wad of cash. Goodell's just gr- greasing there's everyone just a, with. There's a
2: pending <laughs> transaction that comes up there. Like, quasi actually has to hand over a check. It's a whole thing. Oh, bouncer.
0: bounce, <laughs> sir? Oh, man. Uh, and then Jacob Youngerberg says, uh, first of all, I'd like to say I love listening to Purple Daily. I'm a senior in high school right now and hoping to go for journalism in college. I have grown up loving the Vikings and loving football, and I want to be involved with it the rest of my life. I listen to you guys and hope someday to do the same things you do, uh, which is basically just bitching about Kirk Cousins every day and making a living out of it. If you have any advice for me for trying to take a step into sports reporting, I would love to hear some. Again, love what you guys do and hope the podcast keep growing. Judd, do you have
1: any advice for Jacob? Um. I guess it would be this. It's a cool job. It's a fun job. It's a great job at times. Um, but be, but if you want to, I here's the here's the first like first level of advice that I've I would give now. If you love the Vikings and you want to continue to like love them and love the games and love, don't do this because the your love of the sport will not leave. Like I still love sports. I'm I'm a huge geek still. But as Phil and Dex can, I, I think, it attest too, it becomes very difficult. Like, if you are, like, Vikings, I love them, I'll never desert them. It becomes very difficult to do our job then because, like, you're in locker rooms, you're dealing with players. It gets a little bit more difficult. doesn't mean you still can't like the team, but I'm just saying, if you, like, love being a fan, then this is not a great job. But if you love talking about the team and you love assessing things and, you know, breaking things down, then yes, it's a great job.
0: I think there are – in 2023, there are a lot of like fanalist platforms you can – if you just want to be a diehard fan, Um, I think what you're kind of saying is we take a little bit of a different approach in our careers and on this show is like we're not afraid to to criticize and to – and the other thing is if you want – there's different things. There's being right. a talking head idiot like we are. There's being an actual sports reporter, which we've done all of these things – Yes. Um, like, if you think, I love I love the Twins and baseball, so I want to cover the Twins and be in the clubhouse. Well, yeah. it's hard to do your job objectively if you're just sort of fanboying out, you know, because Joe Maurer was in there or whatever. So, you yeah. to, so I guess, like, there's a little separation that goes into, when you get into sports media, sports journalism, there's a little bit of separation that gets created between your fandom and your job. Um, and that's something I don't know if, people fully realize when they get into it yeah
2: and the and the separation um aspect it, it actually really works well to kind of the opposite of what you're saying where when you cover a team that you really don't have much emotional attachment to it actually makes your job a lot easier right like it uh i i covered gopher hockey when i first started here at, at when i was still 1500 espn and i grew up a gopher hockey fan but i had been unplugged from the team for so long and also being at san uh, you kind of learn not to really like the Gophers so much. But I, I didn't have this objective insane fandom for the Gophers, so it made my it made covering the team a lot easier than I thought it would be, where when I went into a Twins or a Vikings or a Wild locker room for the first time, it was there definitely for sure was a, holy crap, I'm in a locker room with athletes that I've watched on TV just yesterday nope. and or the last few years that I grew up as a kid. Um, you just kind of, you learn how to separate it. Now, some people have, I think, a difficult time separating that, but you just kind of have to learn to separate your fandom uh, from your, you know, reporting. If you
0: will. you know, it's funny. Like I I, I remember the first uh, NFL locker room I was ever in. I was an intern at KFan in 2005, and I went in, and it was my job because they they and they remain to this day the radio flagship partner of the Vikings. You can find their games on the radio station, right? And so my job was to go in the locker room and get them to read liners for the radio oh. station. Oh, God. And this is like after games, well, they sent me in to go do to do some of this training right. camp. But they also wanted a couple it's, like yeah, during the easy. season. That makes,
1: then. That makes sense. Yeah. So you
0: go in with a script and you say, hey, you know, uh, Chester Taylor. That was the year after, I guess. Right. Moel D. Moore, can you read this script? And there was a couple of guys that told me to buzz off. But I'll tell you, the nicest guy that I encountered as a 19 year old intern in the business. First time in the locker room was Nate Burleson. Huh. He was having a breakout season or he had like the O four, O 05. 5 was kind of a weird year because Dante got hurt and Brad Johnson came in. But Nate Burleson, after Randy Moss, was their their big time receiver. And Nate couldn't have been a more down to earth, nicer guy. Probably sensed that I was just weird and nervous. <laughs> um so no surprise that he has now emerged as one of the biggest media stars on the planet yeah. with football That's and with cool. CBS. But yeah, just uh I don't know. There's probably a 10 more hours of uh, advice for Jacob <laughs> there, but, and I would say one more piece of advice, Jacob, just create content. So many people like, I want to get into this or that, or I'm going to go to college and learn journalism and definitely do all those things and learn, but we're in an era now where you can just create 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. You couldn't really create because there was you know, there wasn't like social media or TikTok or YouTube or podcasting. If you're Judd Zolgad back in the late 80s, early 90s, you couldn't just create. I guess you could just, like, write in your notebook oh, you, and pass it oh, yeah, out around could. the neighborhood or something.
1: No, you didn't pass But they weren't going to let you write in pass the Star
0: Tribune or
1: no, right, no, pop on but, TV I mean, you or something. Write, but, but, I mean, I, I think when I was, like, in third grade or fourth grade, I, I, I would write columns on, on a, a manual typewriter. I've saved them for a long time. Yeah, I didn't know how to type yet, which is the greatest class. So by you're the way, you're like Chip class, does now as an adult. I think I was. Yeah, uh, if you're ever going to to take a class, make sure typing. It's the greatest class of all time. But uh, yeah, Phil's right. Create, talk mm-hmm. into uh, you know a, you know take your phone out. Spew hot takes. Yes. Record them. Put them out. Just something like that. And then that. delete it, them it like does... a
0: year later, so you can That's you know, right. not have exactly, them come right. back and haunt you.
1: <laughs> exactly right. But it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't. You don't have to create for the masses. The most important thing is to create, just to get used to it, because it definitely then starts to to mold the direction for you. Yeah. And, and be willing to do everything. Do not say I'm only this. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest mistake. I, you know, I only write. Or I only do podcasts or I, you know, spew hot takes. That's it. Be willing to do it, it all because you'll find that one, people will will value versatility, which is important. The other thing is you often stumble upon something that you don't think that, that you might be good at or like, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I do. So the, but the only way to get there is to do it. Yeah. So you can't be one, do not be a one trick pony. Yeah.
0: So look at that! I think we just uh, there it is, Jacob. There you go. You don't even have to go to college now.
1: No, right go out in the world. Much, yeah. go out in the world and take it by storm.
0: <laughs> so, all right, uh, we're gonna hit you with another batch of feedback, sort of twins related here as well on Feedback Friday, Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd.